This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm back in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for June 26, episode 2465, brought to you today by our friends at Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. Hey, horse world. It's Friday. When I get off of work on Friday. Everybody's favorite day of the week on Horses in the Morning. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We're back live today. Jamie is back and has fully recovered from her trip. She bounces mm-hmm. back. She's so young. She bounces back so quickly. Yeah, She's yeah. not tired at all. No. I know. Not stressed, not tired. No. Nobody in the house on the pre-show meeting sounded grumpy at all. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God! Stop talking! <laughs> so... There was an interesting study by one of our past guests who's been on the show a couple times. Her name is Samantha Brooks, and she is Assistant Professor of Animal Sciences over at the University of Florida. And do you remember, we've had her on a couple times talking about color and some really interesting things when it comes to horses. Kind of a geneticist, I guess. Yeah. Well, she got together with fellow geneticists from around the world and led this study on our... Are thoroughbred horses, we've always heard that thoroughbred horses have a lot of Arabian bloodlines in their they past. They stem from three Arabian sires. Let's see if I can name them all. The Darley Arabian, the Byerly Turk, and the Godolphin Arabian. Boom! That's, Mic drop. What's up? That's what we thought. Well, she did this study involving Arabian horses from 12 countries. And uh, what she found was that there was a lot of genetic diversity amongst the Arabian breeds in 12 countries. But contrary to popular opinion, what and, and they did 378 Arabian horses from Qatar, Iran, the UAE, Poland, USA, Egypt, Jordan, Kuwait, United Kingdom, Australia, Denmark, and Canada. And they traveled around to all those countries to do this over the last eight years. So this is an extensive study. This isn't somebody guessing, right? And... What we found, drumroll please, what we found in these samples was not that much Arabian ancestry was part of the thoroughbred line. It's not what we thought, but it was the opposite, that thoroughbred DNA exists in most of the modern Arabian racing lines. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't really understand what you're saying, but I will say that you're trying to mess with my childhood right now (laughs) because we all read the Marguerite Henry book about sham, and that's how we all learned Well, apparently it was a sham. Apparently it was a sham because it was not true. What they're finding is that it was just the opposite of what everybody thought. The ancient Arabian lines are not found in the thoroughbred line, but rather thoroughbred lines were found in modern Arabian lines. So it was just the opposite of what everybody thought. Nope, that's not true. I don't believe it. And uh, you can just take that back right to that stupid little study have, show you got it from. I'm going to have uh, Jennifer get uh, Dr. Samantha back on, and we'll have you two debate this topic because you read the book. 
She did the study, and we got to figure out. We got to um, get to the bottom of it. Be right, a geneticist or Marguerite Henry? Okay, <laughs> come on. There's but no question. Isn't, and I read this. It's very interesting. The, the horse.com has a, an extensive article on it. You want to go read the whole thing because it goes into much more detail than I just did. Uh, because that's about what I understood of this whole thing. And it was very interesting. And I would love to get around to talk about it because it was not a, you know an overnight study. They'd done this over eight years. And I just think it's fascinating that they can tell any of this in the first place. But mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, so your myth, it, it was a sham. The whole thing was a sham. It's not a sham. Sham is sham. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, the Black Beauty probably didn't exist in either. <gasps> so there's You that. watch your mouth. Now it's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to do this. You made me mess up my order of events because you're all upset over there. Uh, (laughs) Before we do the Daily Winnies, I did want to mention another person that we've had on a number of the shows over the years is Grand Prix rider Charlotte uh, Charlotte Bradal. Have you seen what her post? I did. She is um, really good friends with Pat Roberts. Yes, um, I knew that. And she's had her on. uh, Actually, she's been on the Horsemanship show, too, before, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And on Dressage. And I think she might have been on this show in the past. But she... What happened was she was doing a clinic. She went up to Michigan, I think, and did a clinic. And she noticed her left leg was starting to bother her. And it got worse and worse. And she went to the doctor. And then uh, apparently she was traveling through the airport and it got so bad that she couldn't even walk. She had to, she had to use a wheelchair. And, it, it, and this all happened over a pretty quick period of time. Uh, she went to the hospital and they found, after all the scans, that she had a mass on her brain. She, they found that yesterday and they're operating mm-hmm. today. Oh, my gosh. Talk about your world turned upside down very quickly. Um, but so they're doing the operation today. And as we know, brain surgery is not something to, it's not every day, almost like quadruple bypasses are anymore, right? So we wish her the best and we're thinking about her. And uh, boy, it just goes to mm. show whatever your, whatever symptom you're having, go figure it out. Uh, you know, listen try. to your body, man. Yeah. Jeez. You know who else? I wanted to mention this because a couple of people have reached out and asked. I haven't given an update lately. Emily, who used to host, uh, who used to host the Emily Wood, jumping. who used to host the jumping episode here. And everybody that listens for a long time knows and have been an auditor knows that she's been having a hell of a battle with chronic Lyme. And she also had a couple of other tick-borne diseases at the same time, in- including uh, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Uh, and she went to a special clinic for like seven, eight, two months. She was inpatient getting all kinds of treatments. Uh, they sent her to outpatient. She is not doing better. So they actually have contacted one of the premier people in the world on this topic, and he agreed to have some special blood tests done and do some consulting with her over the phone. So it looks like she's finally getting to the top of the top, a uh, per- person that knows about this stuff, and hopefully she gets better. She has not been out, out of the house. She's at home now, but she can't ride. She can't do anything, pretty much, and we're we're wishing her the best. And I hate to be the we i was going to cover this on wednesday but we ended up not having a show i didn't i never like to do this stuff on friday but i wanted y'all to know what's going on and say prayers for both of them and they're both down in the same area by the way the wellington area so now i'm going to play daily winnie over again so we can all go Happy 
birthdays. There's always birthdays to bring some light to the day. And we have Marissa Kreidler, one of our terrific auditors, Jill Black, Eckes, Brooklyn Smithson. Is it Eckes or Eckes? Eckes. Eckes. Uh, Brooklyn Smithson and Aaron King. And that's a very big happy birthday to all of you. And I went back to Tuesday, so I hope I didn't miss anybody. And if I did, it's all Jamie's fault because she messed I, up. I'm saying, like, just know that he, <laughs> she, Glenn, will misspell and mispronounce everybody's name. Yes. Uh, I was waiting I do it for on you purpose. to say Jill Eckes and Aaron Kang. Like, it's King. No, I, I got just, King. I, I can do King. I used to play a King. I got that part. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was one of those for 10 years. I get that one. Ask, did you have a side job when you did that, or was yes. that your full time? No, we gig? had to, no, no, no. Okay. It paid about as well as this one does. <laughs> Sometimes I worry about you and like your life decisions, and that's one of those like. No, mm. I had a real job then. <laughs> now okay. we're just all broke. So just checking. Yeah. <laughs> all right, my daily winnie goes out to my. Oh gosh, this is a mess. My friend Ashley McKenzie. Um, I want. To, did you see the picture that I posted in the horses in the morning? Yeah, I'm not quite sure page. I got what happened there. So. Okay, so here's the deal. One of the horses in her barn. Now she has a boarding stable of like, and it's mostly ponies, and they're like probably 50, 60 ponies. Poa really? mostly poa wow. ponies. That's yeah. a lot of it's, ponies. <laughs> it's, I drove up and I was like, "Where am I?" That's this a lot like, of attitude right there. <laughs> it's a whole lot of poa ponies, and they're all spotted. And they all look exactly like you know. Anyway, so Does she have ear um, tags like they do in cows to tell them apart, like one, <laughs> no, two, like three collars <laughs> yeah. on them all. Anyway, so so um, one of the horses was in the barn acting colicky and so her one of her hands went in and and pulled the horse out and they found this clamp on the tail and it's a clamp for like woodworking yeah it's a c-clamp uh yeah you use in woodworking yeah like you know, it's like a you squeeze yeah. it you know it was on the dock of the horse's tail the f- and and, Why? and because apparently again Hold on. I wanted to play this audio for you that I recorded last night. Yeah, I don't have it night. yet either. No, no, no. I got it right here. I'm just going to hold it up and we'll see if it works, okay? Okay. Let's see. Dumb people who don't know they're Hold on. Here we go. And now it's time for dumb people who don't know they're dumb, but they continue to show everyone how dumb they are and even call other people dumb while they're proving how dumb they can be. <laughs> there you go. I'm like, Chad, read this. <laughs> He doesn't even question me anymore. No, no, he doesn't even ask, why am I reading that? (laughs) So she says, a local farrier that comes out to our stables left this on the horse's tailbone. Hours after the visit, our attentive barn hand noticed the horse was acting like it was colicking. He then found this clamped on the horse's dock. It was hard to get off and even left an indentation. The response when asked about it, the text back said, LOL, that's our makeshift tail whip tool. She said, this would be the first time I've ever had to ban a farrier from coming out to my stables. So basically, I don't know if any, I mean, there's certainly this can't be a thing. So I wanted to warn everybody, be careful of your farrier. I didn't. Make sure I, they're not putting They put it the underneath tail. the tail? How is they it? They put it on the bone, the oh, vertebrae. So it, so it numbs it to the point where they don't throw their tail around? I don't know why you would do it, Glenn. I there's mean, most no farriers I've seen just sense. tie the tail in a knot and... 
Yeah. <laughs> Is your horse getting yeah. whipped and you getting whipped in the eyes? Yeah. How about you um, fly spray it or, or something? Or they just tie it in a knot, you know, like you do when you're braiding and stuff. <laughs> it's just so, tie it in a knot. Yeah. So I comment, you know, there's like 600 comments under this thing now because it's amazingly amazing how stupid people are and dumb people arguing with other people to show that it's dumb. I mean, my thing was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You should name them. I want to know who I shouldn't have out at my barn. And she of course does. And, and then uh, Jessica says as a farrier, I will say you can get serious eye damage from tails. It's not like I'm being a baby or anything. I mean, I've never used a clamp to hold a tail, but, um, like, I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, somebody else wrote. Unless you forget it for five hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so Ashley writes back. I don't know how it's it's inhumane. I mean, if it just held the hair, it'd be one thing. But like, wouldn't you get whacked in the face with the? If they did twitch, you're gonna get hit in the face with a clamp. And uh, it was on the tailbone. She said it was so tight that the manager couldn't even get it off for herself. All right. So enter And Lara. usually those, I don't know what kind they were using, but I've used those. My dad was a woodworker. And usually those are pretty, e- they're not They're not hard to squeeze is what I'm saying. Oh, uh, she said that they get, the kids couldn't even squeeze it. They couldn't even open it. No, that's a tough one then. Yeah. Um. So enter Laura. Okay, Laura. I had a lot of fun with Laura yesterday. <laughs> and Laura says... <laughs> now, Laura's the owner of the horse, or this no, is no, no, no just Laura's somebody... just a commenter. Okay, okay, okay. And I'm gonna, I'm going to. I oh, you didn't go all Laura's. Jamie on her, did you? Um, I'll just, I'll just <laughs> let you know. I'm just gonna read this to you. Okay, I was hoping we could do like a Q and A, like a back and forth, but I'm just gonna go for it. All right, Laura says it's common practice to use a clamp. It's actually more humane than using fly spray for the express purpose of presenting, preventing the tail whipping around. If the facility is unable or unwilling to provide, provide a fan, this is a very reasonable alternative. What's the fan do to keep the flies off? I don't know. When applied correctly, it does absolutely (laughs) no damage to the horse and it protects the farrier who's providing a necessary service. So the farrier applies the clamp and so they can do the best work that they can do. It is not cruel. It's an excellent tool for groomers to use also. Serious injuries to the eyes can occur. Keep your staff safe. Um, you're well, I've never heard of this wait, in all the 30 keep years your staff <laughs> safe so they can continue to provide excellent care for your horse. And that's a higher priority than a harmless forgotten clamp. So I had to write back. <laughs> <laughs> you started clamp gate, didn't you? Is this really happening? Clamping a tail to prevent movement? The farrier's lucky to not have been double barreled. Obviously you work with these a-holes, a clamp on the tail dock. Is more humane than fly spray? Really? How about this? Let's see which one you prefer. And Laura <laughs> shoots back. I bet she my, did. <laughs> <laughs> just my 20 years of experience as a farrier. What are your credentials? I said, more than yours, and I also have sense. And oh, you went childish. You went childish I, route. I, I just I didn't <laughs> respond. And then she writes back, um, what are your credentials, Jamie Massey Jennings? I ch- <laughs> somebody else writes. So then I had to write, hey, Ashley, hashtag 
never hire Laura. (laughs) (laughs) You did. You went childish. (laughs) Laura has to come back. You probably see the same 20 horses day in and day out. I get under an average of 14 horses a day, and my credentials are internationally recognized. But clearly, you have more experience. Oh, and then somebody else had to write. Haven't Rocky's you learned wrong. yet? Common sense. How, how many stupid. times you just don't learn? Um, <laughs> you just, I, I, it's, I, it's like it's you like, can't. You can't help yourself. And somebody else writes when you say you have twenty years experience. Does because I'm not the only one who then jumps on the Laura train. <laughs> um, somebody writes, does that mean that your twenty years experience is that you've been recognized as a sociopath? <laughs> I'm, um, I don't know if it hurts the tail in the short run, but I do know that probably leaving anything clamped that tight on anything for five hours is going to hurt. Uh, you're clamping on the vertebrae. I mean, the tail dock is a vertebrae. It is. And again, if you've forgotten it once, you've probably forgotten it. They said the horse that it's indentation and that the tip of the tail might actually come off. It was on there for like five hours. So, oh, I can't imagine what Dr. Tucker would say about this. And for new people, Dr. Tucker has been our dentist and been on the show many times over the years. And he doesn't believe in dentistry with power tools or sedation. And he, we don't, he comes out and does our horses. And for some reason, they just, he's like this god of dentistry. They just relax when he's here. Um, but can you imagine what he would say about this? (laughs) Oh my God. I can't even imagine. <laughs> we I need to get Dr. Be- Tucker on to explain this one to us. <laughs> anyway, Ashley does go to write, Jamie, you should probably work on getting some internationally accredited credentials. Oh. Or maybe focus on, this is my friend writing this. She's oh. being very sarcastic. <laughs> oh, okay. What's going on? She's like, maybe you could focus on things like horse behavior or training issues. Just a suggestion. <laughs> get yourself some credentials. <laughs> you need some training. <laughs> you need some training. <laughs> Later on, she's like, I'm still laughing at the fact that somebody said you don't have any credentials. I don't care. I I never I never commented anything. I just was like, wow, this person. So there was a lot. We need to get you off of Facebook. We really. There was like three or four people that were like, this is uh, no big deal to clamp the spinal column of a horse. I mean, their spinal cord is in there, Glenn. Jeez. I have to admit, you know, we've had some good variants over the years, and I've never seen anybody do that. Oh, I've always, I have seen them just take the tail and tie it in a loose knot, you know, because it hurts less when you do that. Yeah. I mean, that was another thing. It was like, there's like 600 other ways to keep a horse's tail from. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get off of this topic and onto something more positive. How was the last couple of, we talked to you after day one of the movement, but we haven't talked about the final two days. Oh my gosh, we're going to have Dr. Siemens come on and that's what we are going to talk about because I think it is... Um, was, he it there, was, was he there for the whole thing? He was there for the whole thing and thank goodness because Monty kept going, Dr. Siemens, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he So what was your, for- before we get him on though, what was your highlight? What, or did you learn, what What was your learning moment or your highlight or both? Um... I had a light bulb moment every day. I, I didn't realize that I would be used as much as I was. I yeah, thought I was a doing... lot of videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, come on. You know what we're going to do, Jamie? We're going to put you on a horse for yoga. 
tomorrow. <laughs> we talked about that. And then, uh, you know what, Jamie? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to paint this horse like a skeleton. I need you to do. And then, by the way, uh, you know what we're going to do for this segment is we are going to put you on Monty's horse and have you lead around a three-year-old thoroughbred and, and teach it to pony on camera in front of everybody. And then we're going to have Jamie. Uh, I How many need uh, you- bite marks do you have on your leg, by the way? That's not worth discussing. (laughs) Um, And then another thing was uh, we are going to have um, you standing Chad looked at you and went, what the hell happened to you out there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's amazing that you picked up on that so quickly. It was really interesting. And um, here's the thing. And you can't correct them because you're... On, on camera, camera. <laughs> getting your leg bit off <laughs> getting your leg bit off with Temple Grandin watching but I've got to tell you I think the highlight was Monty and I got to do well had the highlight post I learned so much I mean every time I go there I learned so much and I learned some really cool stuff about horses that the way their head carriage affects the way that they canter it was amazing I'm uh, that was blew my mind but we'll get to that what really blew my mind, Glenn, is, you know, I did, uh, the first thing we did was a mounting block lesson with one of these little three-year-old, uh, four-year-old stallions, a uh, little quarter horse stallion. And I stood on the mounting block and Monty, De- Debbie actually helped me with it. Monty was in there coaching and, um, this taught this little stallion to come to the mounting block. Which you've done uh, before with many horses. You're known for that. You're known for your mounting block. Many, technique. many horses, yeah. um, but never on camera. <laughs> And uh, never in front of an audience. Um, and can I read you the message from Debbie Lauk's Monty Roberts' daughter? Yeah. <sighs> Thank God I didn't know this ahead of time. Dear Jamie, the queen saw the mounting block lesson. And what? was asking <laughs> Terry Pendry to train her ponies to come to the mounting block. Terry is the head stud groom and the manager of, to Her Majesty the Queen at the Royal Muse of Windsor Castle. He has held this position for 25 years after retiring from the riding staff of the Blues and Royals Regiment Household Cavalry, starting his career as a professional jockey. And so basically the Queen of freaking England Watch me on the mounting block with Debbie and Monty in there. It is a good thing I didn't know she was watching. <laughs> you would have been would have a wreck. Off. <laughs> and so my response to Debbie is. Get her on the so, show as a guest. We need to talk to her. No, my response oh. to Debbie is much more personal oh. than that. It says, so basically you're saying that the queen and I are like BFFs. (laughs) (laughs) She totally knows me and watched me and was inspired by me. And she wants to be my best friend. And yes, I will make some time to head out there and teach these horses. I think, I think Debbie, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I think she needs us. I do. I do. I think she needs you personally to go over there and help her instructor help the horses. I need to train her ponies. I mean, these are Dale ponies. She's like, we will mic you up clandestinely and record the whole thing. So, yeah, that's my big takeaway is that the Queen of England watched me train a horse. That's pretty cool. Isn't that cool? She's really bored over there in that bunker, that closet they have her hidden in. Get her out of town. (laughs) Well, that's cool that she watched. She probably watched the whole thing. I know. Isn't that crazy? So that was pretty cool. She probably saw you doing yoga even better. Oh, she no way she'd have watched that. <laughs> she'd have nodded off. Because <laughs> yoga, watching yoga, yeah, is it's, difficult. Yeah, it's paint dry. That's right. 
<laughs> I lasted about three minutes. Even with you doing it, I lasted about three minutes. It's like, okay, this is kind of boring. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it was really... That is really cool that the Queen knows. Now, it, remember, what I always say to podcasting conferences is not who you know, it's who knows you. You are probably going to get a call today, and it's going to say, can you please hold for Her Majesty? And she's going to want to talk to you. <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be standing by. I'm going to hold my breath until that happens. <laughs> well, while you're holding your breath, waiting for your phone to ring, let's hear from Kentucky Performance Products. That is pretty cool. I didn't know that little detail. That's really neat. I know. So I hope I was <laughs> allowed fun. to say that, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> Too, Too late, late now. <laughs> no words can describe the depth of the bond between a horse and his person. A kiss at the gate just before you turn him out. The soft touch of his muzzle on your hand as he scoops up the treat out of your palm. The warmth of his body under your legs as you saunter bareback across the pasture. The beat of his hooves as you gallop in perfect rhythm cross-country. The sensation of flying as you clear the oxer. The sense of peace that comes over you as you walk together down the quiet trail. The sound of him contently eating his dinner. The feel of his warm, soft coat under your hand. The feeling you get when it's just you and your horse. It's why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Equijewel. Fight back against an energy crisis that can impact condition and performance. Equijewel is a high-fat, low-starch and sugar formula that was developed to safely meet the energy needs of your horse. The horse that matters to you matters to us. Well, and you can also, of course, find Kentucky Performance Products at uh, Kentucky Performance Products on Facebook. And they have one of the best websites for actually describing what the supplements do. A lot of companies aren't very good at that or they, for legal reasons, don't want to. But there are excellent explanations in every product, what they do, what they're for, and how they work. So you can find that at, at kppusa.com. All right. Well, for new listeners, while I get him on, why don't you tell everybody who Dr. Siemens is? Dr. Madison Siemens. He is a friend of the show. He is kind of a resident vet on my other show, Retired Racehorse Radio. We use him all the time. He is funny. He's written a book. He's an author. He's a poet. He's, a, he's just an all-around amazing guy. Plus, I can call him on Christmas Day when no other vets will answer my phone, and he'll answer my call. I don't. I think he thought it was somebody else, but he answered it and had <laughs> to talk to me. So, contrary to popular belief, when I did finally meet Doctor Siemens, no, you little smart Alex, he did not hand me a bill. <laughs> Are we having fun yet? Hey, Doctor Siemens, <laughs> she just said you didn't bill her for all those thousand times she's called you. Why not? I told you to give her like a five thousand dollar bill. Well, I I think she's she's got a, something to hold over me a little bit. The fact that I'm not licensed to practice in Oklahoma <laughs> would be one of them. Oh, well, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I really I really shouldn't be in in all reality and truth. I really shouldn't be licensed to practice in Idaho. But uh, <laughs> the folks at the Board of Veterinary Examiners don't know that yet. So let's just keep that out of the secret. All right, we won't tell anybody. Okay. <laughs> Well, Amy, I got, I got, Go I got something to charge out of, out of meeting you in person, and uh, you're just as pretty in person as you are on the phone. And I uh, just, we had such a great time down there with Monty. Golly, I'm still, I'm still trying to process all that I, all that I took in. I, I, I guess I was supposed to be teaching down there, but I gotta confess, I learned a whole lot more than I'm, I'm sure I learned more than I thought. 
Well, you were instrumental in so much of it. It was so nice to have a resident veterinarian. And I would like to tell you, Glenn, I'm not the only person who's like, hey, you're a vet. Come over here. Um, because we, <laughs> he did a lot of that. Like, hey, you're a doctor. Come here. <laughs> Can you look at this? <laughs> it's, called, it's called the while you're here doc syndrome. Because that happens to me so often. That, that's why I, I told my beautiful wife I'm going to be home at 5 and and uh, then I show up at 10, you know, which I'm only five hours late, which is almost punctual by veterinary standards. Why anybody it, it, marries that, a large animal veterinarian is beyond me. There should be a really big warning for that one. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, well, it's just it's just like I'm sure he's sound, Doc, and I'll throw in a case of butte to prove it, you know. <laughs> Well, we sure had a good time. Let's let's start at the beginning. Uh, maybe Glenn, you have some questions that you were going to ask me. Well, what, what what did Doctor what, Doctor Siemens? Why were you there? What did you talk about? What were you supposed to be there for? That before Monty dragged I, you into I, everything. So, <laughs> I asked myself the same dang question the whole time I was there. Why am I here? So I I mean I I felt like that Shetland pony that that guy entered in the Kentucky Derby. You know, his neighbor says, that pony ain't going to win. And the guy says, yeah, but being exposed to that much class will, is bound to do him some good. <laughs> so be, be, being, there, being there with Monty and, and Jamie and Temple, I mean, I just felt like I was just so unbelievably outclassed. But I was supposed to be talking about how vision affects behavior. And uh, so I, I don't know how much good I did. But, well, you uh, came on the show and was, talked about that with us. Uh, that's a, one of the last things we had you on about, wasn't it? It's recently. I, I yeah. think, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I what, gotta say, you know, as a as a person who's known and worked with a lot of veterinarians, I I feel like not every vet, very few, are so interested in the behavior aspect of uh, of the the horses as well, because you really do a great job of kind of taking behavior and putting it in with a medical diagnosis as well. And it was so fun to sit down and all of us try to like figure out and pick brains. And, and it was just like a, like a Mensa discussion of horses all the time, no matter where you turned. And, and the two at the helm were, were Dr. Siemens and Monty Roberts. I mean, you just had to have such a, such a good time just hanging out with him. I mean, he just treated you like, he did think you were like a child. I mean, once you told him how old you were, he was like, you're a kid. <laughs> well, that's, I think you, you may recall my retort was, yeah, Monty, I know there's rocks in this parking lot. Ain't as old as you are. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was, it was just a great, it was a great time for that. Just this back and forth, uh, types of comments and experiences and questions and all that, which he didn't ask any questions, but it was, it was so fun. I don't know if that thing is still available on the interweb or, or how that's going to, how that's going to be made available to the general public. But it was, it was really interesting. And, 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 uh, uh, just from all aspects of, of the behavior. And I, I think it's important. And I guess the reason that I got so interested in behavior was I just, I got tired of getting kicked and stomped and bit. <laughs> so there's, there's gotta be, there's gotta be, yeah, it only takes about, you know, the, the first 20 years were the hardest, you know, <laughs> it, only, it only takes a few of those before you start trying to figure out what in the world is the horse, why is this horse doing that? So, and so, and you can't, from a veterinary standpoint, you can't, you can't sedate everything you see. I mean, that's, that's just not fair to the horse, you know? So 
I guess that's what sent me down this road of trying to understand a little bit about behavior. What was the, your takeaway? I asked Jamie the same question before you came on. I said, what was, if there was one thing that you took away that you learned, that you went, oh, I didn't know that before, that really, you know, she, her takeaway was that the queen watched her do the mounting lesson and that she's a celebrity and a personal friend with the queen now. We're best uh, friends. Yeah, that's what, that's what her takeaway was. What was yours? Oh, my my takeaway on this was there's there's just so much that we don't know. And 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 I, I was just I was sitting there thinking as I'm sitting there talking to this this master Monty Roberts, uh between the two of us, we have about hundred and twenty years of experience. And, and, and the takeaway I got from, from visiting with this guy was that me and him having 120 years of experience together, we're still asking more questions than we can answer. Mm-hmm. That's pretty deep, man. I mean, not as deep as hanging out with the queen, but... Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's nothing like being personal friends with Her Majesty. Yeah. It's true, though. I mean, my gosh, it was a constant, like, just this brain trust of people just asking questions and trying to get answers. I I did talk to Dr. Siemens. I read his book. And if y'all haven't read it, it is a really, really fantastic read because you will hear his voice while you're reading it. It's the weirdest thing. And then you'll require so much therapy from that. And I feel sorry for y'all, but what can I do? I can't fix all your problems. <laughs> Dr. Seaman, she posted the picture of the two of you together, which is great that there's finally a picture of the two of you together, right? But she posted that yeah. picture in our auditor room and they were all like, that's exactly what I pictured him looking like. There was only one that said, that's not at all what I thought. And I, and I, I wanted to ask her, what did you think he looked like? Because your picture was exactly like I thought you would look. <laughs> so... I was with the team. I was with everybody else that thought you looked exactly like I thought you would. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Uh, I did well, not I have to guess. I don't know who, if that's good or bad. <laughs> I didn't guess who he was. He just walked up and I was like, there you are. <laughs> How about. Um, well, I guess. Go, go ahead, Dr. Seaman. Well, let's just, let's just back up a second. I, I think I think the other the other takeaway thing from this whole deal was was at least at least what I thought, at least from my end of this could have been was that that horses have a visual acuity they see details as good as we do they view the world completely differently because of their horizontal pupil their panorama perception of the world which is what they need to avoid being eaten and so if we start thinking about the way the horse views the world their number one goal is 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 to look for predators and their their brain is wired up left to right, just like ours is, or much the same way, which dispels an old horseman's wives' tale. Uh, they they have challenges accommodating from light to dark, and so that's why I love what Jamie said when we were talking there when we were there at Flags Up. You know, Jamie says that's why when I warm up my horse on the outside, if I take him into the inside arena uh, and and start jumping right away, the horse always has a difficulty with that first jump. Let me let me let me let me. Let me break that down a little bit, Glenn. Glenn, we were talking yeah. about, you know, when horses, and you're the one who said it, you know, these barrel races, okay? You've got these horses yeah. that are outside in the bright sunlight, and then they're supposed to get on and run into this indoor arena and go around the barrel. And he's like, uh, they all horses, so many of them hit the first barrel because of the vision part. 
when we walk outside, Dr. Siemens, from light to dark, how long does it take our eyes to adjust? Human. Well, I mean, you, 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 can, just, you can do that experiment yourself. It's, it's just it's 10 seconds, 15 seconds. I mean, it and happens how very, long, very quickly. Yeah, how long does it take a horse's eyes to adjust? Three or four minutes. So Is I that because him, they're bigger? It's the size of the eyes or just their eyes are constructed differently? That's a great question, Glenn, and I just absolutely happen to have no answer whatsoever. <laughs> but I can, I can, I can give you a guess. You know, there's, there's the, the horse's vision is directed at detecting motion and low lighting, and so motion detection is is also a great function of our eyes. But the way the, that our receptors in the retina are arranged is a little different. We have the same number of receptors, even the same ratio of rods to cones. So the rods is what we use when we're seeing low lighting and motion in low lighting. And so the, the way the horse's brain is designed is, is that they are, they are basically nocturnal animals because they will do much of their grazing at night, and that's when the predators are out. And so that part of their retina and their brain is designed to, be, to, to see at night. So they got, they got the original night vision scopes right there in the back of their head. So I think because that's more important than viewing colors in bright light, that's why there's that shift. It takes them a little while to go from bright to dark. Because if you think about it, the light the, from the nighttime lighting until the daytime lighting, that happens pretty gradually. I mean, that happens over a matter of uh, half an hour, you know? Yeah, that's true. So the fact that they can accommodate, the, the fact that they can accommodate in two or three, well, three or four minutes is pretty amazing. That's interesting. I never thought about the barrel racing thing, but you're right. That's usually how they how that works. And think about it. And too, it's always dark in us, those arenas. I mean, it's dark, yeah, dark, dark yeah. in the in there. But those of us who showed hunters forever, you know, you go in, you do, you come from the outside, you're scrambling over your uh, your trainers, like go jump one more jump, and you go and you jump a jump, and you become running right over the end gate, and you go right in, and your horse stops at the first fence. Mm. How many times do horses stop at the first fence? Oh, it's going away from the gate. You know what? Now I know they probably can't see it. So take the time yeah. to be patient with your horse. And I told, you know, last time we talked about this visual um, uh, light to dark, it, it's just so fascinating to me. Now I take a horse over to a trailer because they're in the bright light and the trailer is dark. I just sit there. For a minute or two, keep the horse's head facing inside the trailer. And I'm not kidding you, Glenn. They will eventually. I mean, it's almost like they're like, oh, okay, I got this. And they just hop in. So many of these remedial horses that I pick up from the, the rescue that I that come to train, you know, they don't load, they don't load, they don't load. I just sit there with them for a second, let their eyes adjust, and they load. And so everybody can learn a lesson uh, in patience uh, about and about all of this. Now, just remember all of this will be available online. I would encourage everybody to go to the university, montyrobertsuniversity.com. Uh, also go to montyroberts.com. You can sign up for their newsletter. And, uh, I think Debbie just messaged me that all of the, uh, Monty Roberts, all the, all of this will be, on un the university as it comes. Okay, so you'll well, be able good. to see Dr. Siemens. You'll be able to see uh, all, all of it. It's going to be. All out. right. So it's, I really have another cool. question though, before we have to let him go. I have two things before we let Dr. Siemens go. One is where did Temple Grandin come into all of this? And what was your experience there? Who are you asking? Okay, let, can we just, let, let me just back, let me just back yeah. up one more thing that I learned, that I learned that I guess I knew intuitively, but I forgot. 
it, it on flag is up. They have, they do some race, race training. Right. And so Monty, after a few years, Monty moved the starting gate from where it was to where it is now, which is facing the barn. So when we get these colts to break from the starting gate, they break so much better when they're facing the barn than when they're running away from the barn. And he told me it was so cool. They brought a great big van with great big old clover vans with like 18 two-year-olds on this thing. And the guy that was unloading them uh, came back and was having difficulty loading them. And Monty said, well, just turn the trailer around. And he said, oh, I've been doing this for 30-some-odd years. And Monty said, well, okay, do what you want to. He said, but you will find these horses will load going towards the trailer in that general direction, going towards the barn, than they will going away from the barn. The guy turned it around. It took him 13 seconds to load those horses. It's so true. So, it's so true. That's <laughs> something I never thought about, actually. Yeah. Just if, you, well, if you're taking them either. away from the barn into a trailer, they're going to be like, nah, I don't think it's so. It's a double whammy. You know, no, I don't want to leave the barn. No, I don't want to go into that thing. You know, so, yeah. Uh, that's, you know, and it's just common sense when you say it. It's like common sense, right? <laughs> but, Why yeah. is common sense so uncommon, you know? But where but where where Temple came in is 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 as a behavioralist, and she has revolutionized the way we handle cattle. Uh, but anytime you see a, a cow shoot that's in a circle or a semicircle, that's Temple Grandin, and and it is just so cool. The things that she sees in her mind is has how the horse or the animal sees and has turned things around. That she's a full professor at Colorado State, uh, you know, which is just amazing. So yeah, I, I just having I, I know a little bit about her, and I've been on the same stage with her before. But having uh, having heard her speak at this point, uh, I'm sure going to be looking into some of the books that she's written about just how how horses perceive the world and how they react to to what what goes on around them. It's fascinating. Okay, so uh, I have one more question, and Jamie has to be quiet because she cannot influence your answer. Um, uh, <laughs> Jamie dove into Facebook, and we were discussing this earlier in the show, uh, because she can't help herself sometimes. And I'm not saying she was wrong. I just want to ask that it came to light that a farrier was using a very, very, very tight C-clamp on a horse's tail to keep it from swishing, left the farm, and left it on there for about five hours till somebody noticed the horse uh, not very happy. Um, it does it hurt the tail, the dock of the tail to attach it? By the way, it took two people to open the C clamp. That's how tight it was. So, uh, where, where, where do you? How do you feel about clamp gate? We've named it clamp gate. Oh, <laughs> we don't have enough. We don't have enough time. <laughs> so I'm not wrong to think that this is a ridiculous thing that. It like the person should be shot. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> well, well, here, here's the deal. If you look at a twitch, okay, on its surface, that looks pretty dang ridiculous. But I, and I must admit, I don't use twitches very often anymore. I used to use them a lot. I don't use them very often anymore. But I'll back up and say every now and then it's something you got to do. Why it works, we kind of know that it releases brain endorphins, which is the body's own natural tranquilizer. But having said that, I know it's limitations, and I, I would never leave those things on. You're not going to get more than about maybe eight minutes of of tranquilization from that. We know uh, that. Can that I can I just you can, tell you real quick that the reason that they put it on was to keep the horse from swishing its tail while they were 
trimming the so back. the farrier doesn't get you know a tail in the eyeball well where where I was going with that was we we can also get the same kind of an endorphin rush uh if we put pressure on the tail you can take like a a, a foal you can put him on the ground by putting too much too much pressure you really crank on that tail you can actually put him on the ground by doing that mm. so but uh, putting a tail clamp on because the fairy doesn't want to get swished i I've, I've had horses like that and what i do is that i just uh i use a long piece of brown gauze and just secure the tail around to the horse's neck so that it's not putting any pressure on him but it makes it difficult for him to swish it so i understand i understand where he's coming from but you know putting some kind of a C-clamp on a horse's tail, I got a problem with that. Okay, good. All right, Jamie, so you're I. not totally that girl on this so one. So <laughs> did I, doctor. I know you're going to be surprised. And I might have let them know. As yeah, I'll, she I'll might have gotten into that she Facebook argument. Been, yeah. Ever so, ever so subtly. Just yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Jamie's known for being subtle about everything. So. You know, I have a problem with being direct, and I get, I get, I get caught up in that all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know that little filter in your brain that keeps you from saying stuff? No, I, think Jamie I don't. And I both, and, and both lost ours. Yeah, Jamie lost hers. <laughs> growing up in Atlanta. That's where she lost hers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what's that? She's I Southern redneck my... and from Atlanta. She had two bad things going for her there. There's no filter. Uh, <laughs> all sorts of trouble. Uh-oh. Yeah. So no, that's I've, seen, why... oh, I've seen pictures. I've seen pictures of her place. I have not seen the 73 Dodge on blocks, nor have I seen any <laughs> kind of blue tarp over her structures. So I don't really think she's. Oh, right. she's hiding all that stuff. She never takes pictures of that stuff, Doc. <laughs> no, uh, you know, I I just pray right that my insurance agent that does the liability insurance for this show never listens. That's what I hope for. <laughs> <laughs> Are y'all done? Oh. Can we can we move on yet? <laughs> yeah, that's it. We got to do some really bad. We have to get to the silly part of the show, Doc. You've been a. It's been a. On a serious note, it's been a pleasure having you on the show all these years. We really appreciate you being here for us and and joining the conversation. We've had a thousand vets on the show over the years, and some of them get some of them are really good about getting our sense of humor, and then others not so much. And it's a really awkward conversation. But uh, the first time we had you on, you were like right with us, and and it's it's been a pleasure ever since. So we appreciate that. <laughs> we we suffer from an equal amount of mental illness, I guess. <laughs> It's true, though. They just, they, and you know, we've gotten better now as hosts at identifying the ones that just don't get us. And, and then we get, we can get, now we've, we turned the other, we used to try and stay goofy during those. And now we just get serious with them and it goes much better than trying to fight it. Oh, you know, my comment to those people if somebody ever offers you a life, take it. Well, it's kind of like some of these clients, you know, you could say, you know, the prognosis is grave here. And then to others, you can say, you know, somebody with a backhoe. I mean, you know, the, 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 the message is the same, but the delivery is a little different. And you got to be really careful about how you choose those those, uh, those words. Well, we and started that is this. Why you should read his book because he makes very inappropriate jokes in it to the wrong owners. And then I'm like, I just I like him even more. We started this show, Dr. Siemens, 10 years ago. We're, uh, I just did some confirmation with some powers that be in the podcasting world that we're one of the top five longest-running daily podcasts in the world. And Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's not too many that have gone this long. We're up to 2,500 episodes. But we started this show to bring some comedy and levity to the horse world because when you looked around in the year 2010, there was none. <laughs> 
We all took ourselves way too seriously in the horse world, and that's why we started this show. And I got to tell you, we we have a lot of listeners, and we have a lot of listeners who saw who who like what we do, and then there's some that just want to be that serious person that shouldn't there shouldn't be any levity. Um, and we do run into those occasionally. <laughs> uh, hopefully, yeah, well, just, we've I accomplished feel, our I mission feel. of bringing some levity to all of this. There you go. Let's face it. We're all pretty privileged to have horses and to be able to do what we do, <laughs> regardless, right? We're pretty privileged. Oh, ab- this oh, is- oh <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And if you, don't, if you don't have a sense of humor, uh, a horse will either, <laughs> will either bring you one or he'll point out why, what, what you need about that. So <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is. What's what the book, Dr. Siemens? Where do they get the book? The, they can get the book through my website, cornerstoneequine.com. There's one E between Cornerstone and Equine. And the book is Never Trust a Sneaky Pony and Other Things They Did Not Teach Me in Veterinary College. So uh, it's a, I, I think it's a good read. My wife loves it, but then she's just slightly pregnant. <laughs> Jamie loved it, too. We all loved it. I loved it. it, too. Yeah, again, you will hear it in his voice, so just be prepared for that. <laughs> All right, go oh, back well. to work. Go back to work, Dr. Siemens. <laughs> yep. Get your job done. Hey, I'll thanks, call you later. You I've got Great. questions about some horse. I'm probably going to have a sick horse. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you there don't, you because he's not licensed in Oklahoma. You will not be calling him later, and my liability insurance <laughs> did not hear that. So, uh, Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> bye, Doc. <laughs> bye. Goodness. Isn't it cool? You know, I was talking to one of my podcasting friends the other day about this. It's so cool that how many really cool friends we have developed doing this show over the years Uh, and just people we would have never met. Well, you wouldn't be doing the whole Monty Roberts thing, probably. It would have never happened because you just wouldn't have been that exposed to it. Uh, uh, I, the only reason I did any of this Monty Roberts uh, stuff was I went to a clinic because Debbie was going to be there, and we'd had her on the show so many times. I wanted to meet her, and it was in Arizona. Yeah, that was it. I mean, that was why. Uh, you know. And then I was uh, like, "Wow, he's like, it's more than join up. <laughs> it's like a whole thing." I kind of felt proud. I didn't say this to anybody, but I kind of felt proud on because we don't have kids. So I kind of felt proud on Father's Day when I saw when I went into the auditor room and thought none of those people would know each other if it hadn't been for what we had done all those years ago. Uh, so that's kind of cool. It's well, cool. and them taking the initiative and making the steps to becoming an auditor and joining that party party and being open and being fun. I, I just, I'm so thankful for, for everything that I have right now and, and for this world of this horse radio network and to be at Monty Roberts place and to be able to hang out with Dr. Siemens and listen and to, to be he best and Monty friends with the queen. And and to be best friends with the queen. She's Are calling. You kidding me? She's calling oh, shortly. Hold on. I've got. I've got to take a call. I've got a, another bigger name on the other line. <laughs> I'm trying to find. Uh, I was trying to look for uh, the the queen. Does the queen have an official? You know how the president enters. There's the presidential song. Well, anytime the president enters a room, does the queen have one of those? There's God Save the Queen. That's like a oh, whole yeah. song. That's right. All right. We'll play the show out today with God Save the Queen. And all of us, <laughs> hang on. We're going to chat for a little bit after the show. But first, we have to do some of this. Pay it- I say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. 
Well, if they're talking in circles in the D-Lane Square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading the horse trading. That's right. It's time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when we read some listener-submitted ads, either from Facebook or Craigslist or someplace like that, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. They're usually about horses or anything farm-related. Uh, our prize, we always give out a prize every month, and everybody that enters is entered into the prize drawing. If you submit your own reading, where you record audio of you reading the ad and submit it to us, either through the app on our website or through your phone, uh, and send it to Jennifer at Horse Radio Network. Com. You get double the entries for doing that. We have a couple of those today. I did want to say the prize today, or this month, is a box of crap from my closet. It's one of the most coveted prizes because sometimes there's some good crap in my closet. And it's I ha- not actual crap. No, it's not actual crap. But uh, uh, Horse Lovers is still with us, but the person, my contact there, that gets the prizes together for us is out. And I don't know why. I don't want to ask ever anymore why somebody's out because I'm scared of the answer. So, uh, But they'll be back next month. But in the meantime, all of you that have it on your bucket list to win a box of crap, get your entries in this month. Remember, if you send in the entry, you get double the prizes. Now, I have an entry. Do I get double the prizes? Because I want to add one in that I found this morning. I would be happy to say your box of crap is going to be different than everybody else's. I guarantee. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie gets through. You get the real crap. (laughs) Well, Glenn always says it's crap from my closet. And when I had a cat, her litter box was in the closet. And I would always think like, oh my God, he's sending kitty litter to me. (laughs) Um, And I'm always surprised. Everybody's always surprised at the good stuff they get in their box of crap. So anyway, what do you got? It's good stuff. Okay. um, This came from, there's a page on Facebook. There's a Facebook page for everything. And this is called Oklahoma Farm Swap Meat page on Facebook. (laughs) I think we've heard from them before. (laughs) We have because it's always good. I mean, there's always, uh, you know, nothing is spelled correctly. Things are, uh, like, here's somebody looking for spoiled rotten hay. Like, why are you looking for rotten hay? I I don't even want to ask. Like, anyway. So somebody uh, wrote in, pig owners, how do you worm your meat pigs? What do you use for their waterers? Apparently this person's just getting into pigs and decided <laughs> that they need they warm their pigs and want to know how to do it. So somebody writes safeguard pellets. Somebody else writes, No, you can't use them if they're meat pigs. Jeff says hardwood ash is the old way. You put it in their water, but people do use the chemicals and still eat the meat. Logan says Copenhagen snuff. What? What? This is to deworm your pig. What? Clarence Do they says, chew it? <laughs> Clarence says, my granddaddy used used chewing tobacco. What is it with so the tobacco? So let me get that straight. They, you chew it first yourself, and when you spit it out, that's when you give it to the pig. My granddaddy, my granddaddy used my granddaddy used used chewing tobacco. <laughs> God, I wish Dr. Siemens was still on here for this. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cindy says, uh, you give him pumpkin. And then finally, an answer is Red Devil Lice Soap. What? What is Red Devil Lice Soap? And where can you find it? I don't know. Maybe it's for sale when you buy where you buy 
meat pigs. I don't know. Anyway, I just thought that was. <laughs> I'm glad to hear there's as much controversy in the pig world as is there a horse world. <laughs> We're all the same. God, and it doesn't people, matter. They just fight amongst themselves, <laughs> don't they? It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, How does one give the the used used chewing tobacco? I don't know. Do they like suck pig? on it? I don't know. Do you, come here, come here, come here, Wilbur. Let me stick this on in your lip here. Oh, and if it's strong enough to kill worms in your body, think about putting that in your body. It's just what I'm saying. Well, <laughs> just, I don't. If humans swallow that, they throw up. I, know, I don't know. I never I'm got into up. any of that. Let's uh, move past this. My so teeth gross. were bad enough without that. Uh, really bad ads also submitted today that we didn't. won't have time to get to are Alexandra, Rebecca, Stephanie, Chelsea, Angel, Karen, and Courtney. And Holly sent this one in, and she read it herself. Hi, guys. It's Holly from Oregon, and I came across a really bad ad. It is from the Shoals Craigslist ad, and it says a huge genital horse, $750. (laughs) We love those genital horses. You will smile when you rid on this sweat bledding. Everybody always comments on his genitalness and the love him. He is a gledding, so no worries about pregnancy. He really licks when our kids are on him. What? We use him for trials. He is 15.5 hands and five years old. He is yellowish color. Right home is empower tint. Come try our boy. We can board him here if you lick. Thanks, you. Thanks, you. It would have taken too long to spell out all of the misspellings. So (laughs) that's a good one. Well read. Uh, That's a tough one to read, actually. But uh, the whole middle part about licking the boys, I don't get. I don't know where that. I know. I think we've had that one before, but it's worth. Like you guys could send it every week. It's that. It's a really bad ad. Aaron sent this one in, and first I thought I was looking. There's a picture with it, and at first I thought I was looking at a, a what looked like a bucket of soft pretzels, and then <gasps> I, yeah, I can see that, doesn't it? So, yeah. so when I read the ad, it didn't make. I didn't register for me. So why Aaron, would there be a bucket of soft, soft pretzels? pretzels they're, they're selling a bucket of soft old dead soft pretzels is what I thought. So Aaron sent this one in. It's very short. It's from Lancaster, New Hampshire, and it says "bucket of horseshoes, thirty dollars for a large bucket of horseshoes located in Lancaster, New Hampshire," and that's what it is. It's a bucket of old dead, rusty, very rusty, bent horseshoes. Does somebody buy this stuff? Does somebody drive 25 miles to go buy an old decad- uh, bucket of dead horseshoes? I mean, these are not just like pull, recently pulled horseshoes. No, these these are things that have been they in They dug the it out of the dirt. <laughs> so much so that Glenn thought they were a bucket of pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> They're rusty and there's like cobwebs in there it's it, there's there's dirt a embedded theme in the today and the theme there's always a theme and we don't play in the theme it just happens the theme today is does somebody really buy this and go out of their way to pay for it and drive there that's my theme today no way okay <laughs> let's see let's see I'll all right robin sent out. this one in let's see uh what robin had to say i have a reg 17 year gelding going on 18 year 17 hh he is a dressage horse level two May take an offer, but please no low ballers. I know his worth. He can also be ridden out on trails, western. Super gentle. Could be for a beginner. 
English Western dressage rider, but not for a beginner rider, as he needs a rider who knows the cues, Q-U-E-S, can double up as well, not spooky at all, goes through water, cars, big rigs, ATV, motorcycles, dogs are no problem, very traffic safe, loves bathes, Great for sure. Loads in a two-horse trailer, but must be a tall trailer. Step up or on a loading ramp on all four feet. Won't let me download pictures. I have a ton of videos I can send. Can trailer for a fee, and if not far. So was it for beginners or not? Kind of. I'm there was very two confused. Sen- two sentences in the middle there that really contradicted each other. How... Can they go through a car? <laughs> and it, I mean, can go through like a tunnel, can go through a car. I don't, I don't understand. They're, all of that was very confusing. Yes. And the, how on earth could you not get pictures, but you can send a video? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm so confused this week about the world. So this is <laughs> just, it's, it's just, just adding year, to it. Really. Um, <laughs> Megan sent the next one in, and this is. Only Horses Ohio Facebook page. Ah, oh, there's no punctuation. Thanks, Megan. Thanks. That's why I give it to you. <laughs> <clears throat> Josie is a broke, broke four-year-old mare, 15 HH, maybe 15.1 square. As a box, no pace in her. She's as smooth as they get neck. Reigns like a quarter. Horse stands to be mounted for the farrier. You never know. She's on the place. Don't act like no mare at all. And as pretty as they come and good. Solid feet. PM me located in Minford. Oh, she's a fine animal and not on sale. What? What? He's not on sale. Why is he in the? <laughs> Why is he in here? She. <laughs> It's she. she's a fine oh, animal. Oh, she's a fine Oh, that's right. Yeah. She's a fine it, animal. But she's it, not for sale. There's no way that horse is 15 hands. They've yeah. got little kids leading it. Yeah, that's true. The little kid makes it look like it's about 13 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's a but it's got you solid know, it's like feet. Big, big, well, do, do, well, you know what? It doesn't pace. It's got no pace. No, no pace. Okay. That's right. What is the next thing? Am I? What am I looking at? <laughs> All right. So let me explain this one. This is our trailer of the week. And I have to say, as our trailers of the week go, this one's in better shape than most. It's is not. It? Well, it's not the shape of the. What is the shape of the trailer? It's not the condition of the trailer, I think, that's the problem with this one. It's the shape of the trailer. So it, let me read the ad. This was from Andrew. Good find, Andrew. A two-horse gooseneck trailer. Good ties and floor. It's in Overbrook, Oklahoma, right down the street Woo! from Jamie. Asking $3,000 or best offer, you can even pull it with a Ford Ranger if needed to be bill of sale only. So now what they did is they took one of the rounded two front horse trailers that we've had for 10 years on this show that are dilapidated and falling apart. It looks like they reinforced it all with plywood and wood and braced it all up, put brand new tires on it. But then they took the front hitch thing off to make it a tag along and they added their own gooseneck. So yes, you heard correctly. It is a very short quarter horse size rounded front trailer that has a gooseneck on it. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. (laughs) It's bizarre. 
I'm, I'm sorry. Remember we were talking about going from light to dark. And, <laughs> it's, and it's painted split. black to hide the rust. We forgot to mention yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's just painted black to hide the rust. And I'm pretty sure it's wood paneling walls. But I would like to point out, too, that like... You know, I said you could walk a horse up to a trailer and just give it a minute or two, and sometimes it'll pop right in. Yeah, that's a lie. That will never happen with this trailer. I <laughs> would never tiny. do that. I don't know why they decided to put the gooseneck on it. It can't weigh more than 400 pounds, but they want $3,000 for this homemade contraption. Again, one of those, please <laughs> send us the number so we can call, call. and see if it's still available. <laughs> Has anybody called you? There's no way. Overbrook, Oklahoma. I'm assuming that's your neighbor, right? They have Where is Overbrook, Oklahoma? Why don't you look that up while I read this next <laughs> okay, one? Okay, go ahead. Uh, Kayla sent this next one in. AQHA gelding for $1. Not a dang period in the whole thing. Come on. There's random capitalized words. Okay. <clears throat> Prefer to trade five-year-old Gruya gelding for sale green broke just because he doesn't have the miles to call him broke. 14.2 hands tall. Good with his feet. Loads easy. Used to clippers. Been around gunfire and had rope swans. All around on the ground. Didn't bother him. Can ride this guy pretty much anywhere. Does great on his own or in a group. He hasn't been rode much this year. Did me working and not having the time. He doesn't like foals. Can't be in a metal pen unless he has a mineral block or he will strip the bars. He's been around cattle and done a little barrels and loved it. Nowhere near patterned. What? (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. Proof free. <laughs> it's not that hard. Uh, it's only a dollar, though. What you know for a dollar? <laughs> it's it's worth it for a dollar. Just yeah. don't put him in no metal pin or strip large around. You got to give him a mineral block or something. My God, he's starving to death. You know what? Feed him. <laughs> okay. Hannah but sent the following one in. This is another one of those. Follows our theme today. It's horse stuff for $7 at 75th Avenue and T-Bird. That's in Arizona. Is it really? (laughs) So it's a flatback bucket, red one, uh, and it it was full of horse stuff, and they decided to sell it for $7. It has an old dead lead rope that broke at one point. It has a second old dead lead rope that broke. that's a dog leash. Oh, the second one's a dog leash. And then there's a lead rope that looked like it might have been a a cross tie that broke. And it has a very old comb and two of the very oldest bits you've ever seen. And that's what was in the bucket. And you can get all of that for $7. Does somebody drive there and buy it? It's still my question. Let me stop. Let me stop. Did you read the title, the the the, the text? Oh, no, I didn't the... see the text. Oh, yeah, picture it's tells the, picture. the story. <laughs> Horse stuff, $7. Picture tells the story. <laughs> yes, and it does. it's garbage. You yes, need to does. throw all of that away. Just throw it away. It's garbage. All right, Loreen sent the next one. And remember, Loreen is, I say she's from Brooklyn. She turns to be out from New Jersey or somewhere like that. But anyway, I saw West lease for $100. She talks like this, sort of. <clears throat> Hi. <laughs> That's how the ad starts. Hi. I just finished leasing a horse 
with a very nice family in Plymouth. The horse was a bit much for me. I don't have a ton of time to be messing with groundwork and etc. I would like to lease another horse from someone else. I have all of my own tack. If you have a dead broke horse sitting around that you'd like to see ridden, please get in touch with me. Thank you. <laughs> Again, how many calls did this person get? Very well read, uh, by the way. That well, was, that thank you. A lot to it, I'm getting yeah. better at accents. I'm practicing nowadays. Yeah. I'm trying to, my, my, my British Australian accent is really coming along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, all right, let's end with Scott. Scott's going to do this one. And today's bad ad comes from Aaron Rodgers, who shared it to auditors. It came from North Alabama Horses on Facebook. It reads, this is Trigger. He is six years old and kind of sort of broke, I guess. Well, at least he's pretty. Does he look like Fabio? Yes. Does he act like him? Double yes. Long locks of luscious blonde hair, a lively trilled locks of little sweet himself could never compare, and a knack for courtship even your own husband couldn't match on a Friday night at 11 p.m. after a long day, no shower, an obvious headache. Get off me, man. Are you looking for a sweet little pony for your precious baby girl? Well, look somewhere else. Trigger's about as easily and unpredictably triggered as leftist feminist in a Chipotle. Some days he's sweet as pie. Others, well, let's just say you better be prepared for a miniature Mustang. And no, I don't mean a hot, shiny new Cobra with 450 horsepower. This is more like a drag queen on a mission at the season finale of RuPaul's Drag Race. Does he have a strong constitution? Absolutely not. This little guy requires a feeding program fit for King Louis the Sixteenth, and I don't mean let him eat cake. If anything sweet gets in his system, be prepared for projectile diarrhea that has longer rings than Serena Williams' backshot at the U.S. Open. He's a lot like those Sour Patch Kids commercials. First they're sour, then they're sweet. Sometimes. Trigger is beautiful as all get out, virile as any stud twice his size, and would make someone a lovely lawn ornament. Pressed reasonably so I can get him the hell off my yard and located in Harvest, Alabama. Come take this effing pony. (laughs) (laughs) There were more analogies. That's the most analogies we've ever had in one ad. (laughs) That's funny. I couldn't even keep up. Like, I need to break that down, like <laughs> sentence by sentence. But that was well that was, read. I good love job, Scott. Scott. All right. We're going to hang around here for a second for the auditors. We haven't talked to you much this week, so uh, we'll do that after the show. Uh, and thank you so much, everybody, for joining us this week. We'll be back with a full week of shows next week. Uh, and you're here next week, right? Are you here next week? I think so. Yeah. All right. We'll so. be back with a full Lord week of Will shows. Lord willing, in the creek don't rise. <laughs> and uh, uh, thank you so much for all your support, too, auditors. We really appreciate you guys supporting us. If you want to become an auditor, just go to horseradionetwork.com and scroll down to the auditor banner on the right side of the page. And I think because you two are best friends, we should bring the show out with this. Bay Neuter Geld, everybody. Bring it on. Come on. She's my best friend. I'm trying. I can sing it because we're best friends. I know her song. Best friends with Jamie Jennings. Call 
Jamie to come over and help with trailer loading. 